All right. Well, welcome to our service. This is the next best thing, I suppose, to being inside. I can't see your beautiful faces. I can just see the grills of your car. And it looks like you all washed your car to be at church today. So good for you. But, uh, hey, I've, I've mentioned to some who've uh, already come on the campus, but we have masks over here to uh, my left, your right. And if you don't have a mask or if you have a friend or a family member who needs one, we've got children's sizes, uh, women's mask, men's mask. Uh, feel free to come up here and, and get what you need, okay? We want to get, get those away. Also, you know, I just want to say thank you for being uh, faithful to the Lord's ministry through your tithes and offerings. We had an outstanding April and uh, so thank you for your faithfulness. We exceeded our budget expectation for the month of uh, April. We did have one generous gift uh, in the, the month, in that month, but uh, God is good. God is providing for our needs as a church. God, amen. God is using you. Now, uh, I'm sure you're all asking, when are we going to be inside as a church again? And I don't know. When that day is going to come, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, once we do, it's going to be a little bit different because we're still going to have to continue to do some social distancing inside the building uh, to uh, make sure that we are uh, obeying uh, the laws that are in place right now. But uh, we will certainly let you know that date. But uh, I am longing and looking forward to that day. May 24, put that on your calendar. It's either going to be a Zoom meeting or it's going to be an in-person meeting or maybe both. I don't know, but uh, this is going to be our budget hearing for that Sunday uh, afternoon. Uh, we're going to be adopting our new fiscal year budget in June, the first Sunday of June. Uh, but we need to let you know what is happening, what we are proposing uh, in this new fiscal year, both concerning uh, the Child Development Center, Emmanuel Christian School, and the church, and the Hispanic church. Uh, there's uh, lots, of, uh, lots of things for us to be sharing with you so that you can be uh, have, have a, a, a clear understanding of what you're voting for in next year's budget okay so mark that on your calendar i want to encourage you to be a present for that meeting it's going to be a very important meeting and then uh, next week we'll be doing drive-in church we're going to hopefully do this through the duration till we come inside we're going to have to pay attention to temperature because i get no it gets a little warm out there but uh drive-in church next sunday mother's day we've got a special gift for moms and uh looking forward to that service well, this is the last Sunday that we are in the book of Second Peter. And uh, this is a very uh, timely message, what we're going through. And I want to encourage you to uh, look at Second Peter chapter 3. And we're going to read verses 3 through 18 this morning, okay? Peter says this to the church, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord... One day is as, as a thousand years, and, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, 
not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming day, the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to his promise... We are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawlessness, lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Church, this is Peter's final, these are Peter's final words to these people. Peter is about to die. He's about to be executed. But he wants to encourage these believers to not be afraid. Don't listen to the scoffers. The scoffers are wanting to try to convince you that Jesus is not coming back. But I can assure you, Peter says, that Jesus is going to return. Now at this point, when Peter's writing this letter, it's only been 30 plus years since Jesus ascended back to the Father in heaven. And Peter wasn't stressed out over the fact that Jesus hadn't returned yet. Peter knew the Lord wasn't. Uh, to return yet because Peter knew that he wasn't going to see the return of the Lord. Jesus had already told Peter how he was going to die. And so Peter had to die before the Lord's return, but he's telling these Christians, church, Jesus is coming back. Rest assured, he is going to keep his promise. And here we are today, 2,000 years later, still waiting. And yet, Peter's words are as uh, relevant today as they were in this first century. Because the Bible says in verse 8, Do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Church, God is right on time. In God's minds, in God's eyes, it's only been a couple days. 
Jesus is going to return. And the question is, why is why hasn't Jesus coming back come back yet? Because Jesus is waiting, the Bible says, for the the fullness of the Gentiles to come to him. In Romans chapter eleven, verse twenty five, he is waiting for that last Gentile to come to him in repentance. Is that you this morning? Are you that Gentile that Jesus is waiting on for you to come to Him? Jesus' word to you this morning is to repent, confess Jesus is Lord and Savior, and come to Christ. He is patiently waiting for you. I want you to think about the patience of God this morning, church. The patience of God has been patient with every single one of us. Think of the things that we have thought. Think of the things that we have done to rebel against God. And yet in God's love and grace and mercy, instead of uh, punishing us, giving us what we deserve... We serve a God and Savior that is ever so patient with you. My friend, Gentile, he knows exactly what you've done your entire life. And he is still patiently, lovingly waiting for you to repent. Jesus isn't going to return until the fullness of the Gentiles has come back to Him. And for those who don't repent, the Bible says it is not going to be what go well for them. The Bible says in verse 10, Peter talks about the return of Christ and it being the day of the Lord. Look at verse 10. He says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And then this is what's going to happen to those who don't repent. Okay? For those whose lives are in Christ, we're going to be caught up in the rapture, church. We're not going to go through this. But in verse 10, this is what happens on the day of the Lord. Then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Those whose lives, they live in rebellion, their works are going to be exposed, and they will be judged. And the Bible says, Peter tells us back in chapter 2, they are their lives are going to be cast into utter darkness. Look at verse 13. Waiting, or verse 12, waiting for the hastening and coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and heavenly bodies will melt as they burned. Church, this is the future of the world. This is what's going to happen to those whose lives are outside of Christ, who live in rebellion, who do not repent. 
And as we hear those words and we read those words this morning, every one of us in this parking lot ought to be glad for those words. If you're a Christian, you ought to be glad for those words. Because Peter tells us that this life, this life on earth as we, as we know it, it's coming to an end. It has a purpose. It has a goal. And Peter is telling us that for us as Christians, we have a hope. We have a future. We know that this life is not meaningless. If Jesus wasn't returning, then life would be meaningless. That phrase that says, eat, uh, eat, uh, be merry, do what you want because tomorrow you, do that, do, do, you die, that would be true then if Jesus wasn't returning. But because Jesus is returning, every one of us is going to be held accountable. Jesus is going to make every wrong right again. There are consequences for doing wrong, for for harming one another, for rebelling against God. And every man's work is going to be exposed. And in church, in knowing that, that gives us great hope. Because we know that there is going to be a future that Jesus is going to return and He's going to make every wrong right for all eternity. Now I want you to think about this for a minute. Peter is writing these words. Peter knows what's about to happen to him. He's going to be executed. He's going to be crucified. And if we know church, read church history, we learn that Peter was not crucified right side up like Jesus. Peter requested that he be crucified upside down. And Peter is thinking to himself, these, this ruthless government, these savage people who are going to do this to Peter, it's like Peter is taking his pen putting it to paper and with resounding emphasis encouraging all of us here today here encouraging the believers of the first century church life is not meaningless God has a purpose in it all and God is going to make things right He is going to expose the deeds of darkness That's the day of the Lord. And it's not going to end well for people who are outside of Christ. My friend, your works are going to be exposed. And yet God in His love and His patience is calling on you this morning. Come home. Come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will forgive your sin if you just believe on me and follow me. 
That's our God. Jesus loves you, my friend. Stop fighting against Him. Surrender your life to Him. And for the Christians who have believed, there is going to be a reward. The righteous are going to be rewarded. But it's not by our works. It's not because of the good things that we've done. We are going to be rewarded because we have placed our life and our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe that Jesus died for our sin. That we deserve that punishment, but He took that punishment upon Himself. And He died in our place. And three days later, He came back from the grave. And friend, if you have done that, you're not going to see the day of the Lord. You are going to see the day of God. The day of eternity. Verse 12, the Bible says, Waiting for the hastening, the coming of the day of God. Verse 18, To Him be the glory both now and to the day of of eternity. This is what we have to look forward to, church. This is our future. This is our hope. The Bible says one day there's not going to be any more death. There's not going to be any more funerals. There's not going to be any more coronavirus. There's not going to be any more masks. There's not going to be any more fear. We are going to be in the presence of Jesus Christ and God our Father. It's going to be a perfect world. It's going to be heaven on earth. This is our future. And you know what, church? That deserves a honkalooyah right now. Jesus is coming again. And it's going to be a new earth. And it's going to be a new heaven. And it's going to be heaven on earth. And it's going to be glorious for all eternity. And this is what is awaiting us for those whose lives are in Christ. God in His patience is waiting. He's been waiting 2,000 years you to come home to Him. I want to encourage you. Jesus is coming again. You don't have to be afraid. We live in days of uncertainty. Church, we live in end times. And what we're going through right now is just a dress rehearsal. The government, the world is testing us as to how much we're willing to give up. And we've given up a lot, church, because we're living in fear. We don't have to be afraid. God is in control. God has a purpose in all of us, but in this, He wants us to turn our hearts and our mind and our eyes to Him and trust Him. He is going to rescue the righteous. Do you know him?
there was a lady who uh, was coming to the end of her life. And she called on her pastor. She said, Pastor, would you please come over to my house? I'd like to plan my service because I know my days are, are very short. And so they got together, they planned the service, and uh, at the conclusion of that conversation, she said, Pastor, I've, I've just got one more request. He said, well, what's that? Well, Pastor, would you just make sure that uh, when they open the casket and there is a viewing and, and my friends come by to uh, pay their last respects, would you just make sure that there's a fork in my hand? He said, well, okay, but why a fork? And she said, you know, Pastor. You know, when you go over to somebody's house and they've served you a, a wonderful meal and uh, they're picking up the dishes and all the silverware, but they say, keep your fork. Pastor, you know what that means. That the best is yet to come. And I just want my friends to not feel sorry for me. I want them to know as they see that fork in my hand that I knew that this wasn't the end of my life. This was just the beginning and the best was yet to come. Church, that is our hope. That is our reality. And Peter wanted us to never, ever forget that. Don't cave in to the skeptics. Jesus is returning. And he's going to make every wrong right. And my friend, if your life is out without Christ, Peter has shown you what your future looks like. And it doesn't have to be that way. Jesus doesn't want it to be that way. And Jesus went to the ultimate length to show you how much he loves you and how much he wants you to be with him for all eternity. My friend, repent. Confess your sins. Believe in what Christ has done for you on the cross. And surrender your life to him. You won't regret it. And you don't have to live in fear. And you have a great eternity to look forward to. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Peter's words. And God, I thank you for how important these words are to us today. God, I pray if there's one here this morning who's without Christ, that today today would be the day of their salvation. That right there in their car, in the quietness of this moment, Lord, they would call upon you. God, save me. Forgive me of what I've done wrong. I choose to trust you with the rest of my life. God, you long to hear that prayer. You've been waiting to hear that. You have been patiently waiting to hear that prayer. God, I pray that you would just lift that burden, lift that fear, give them the hope that they have for their future in Christ. 
Lord, thank you for your living word. I pray that it would just encourage us to live lives of holiness. It would motivate us to live lives of holiness set apart knowing that, Lord, we belong to you. And we could be that salt and that light to those around us who are without Christ. That because of Christ, we have a hope that they can have as well. We love you. We thank you for this time and your word together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, would you let us know? Send us an email. Send me an email. If you're listening, uh, watching online, uh, in the comment section, let us know if you've received Christ as Lord. We want to encourage you uh, with some follow-up material. But uh, God bless you for being here this morning. God wanted you to hear this message. So God, church, have a great week. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus. He is working like he's never worked before in our lifetime. God bless you for being here. Let's sing this last song together.